Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Some of you are old enough to remember a sitcom that debuted in 1982 and ran for 11 seasons, and the rest of you can all Google it later. It was set in a bar in Boston that was owned and operated by Sam Mayday Malone, a retired relief pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. The show centered on an eclectic group of patrons who would spend hours upon hours in the bar. There was Frazier and Carla and Diane and Woody and Cliff and, of course, Norm. Right? And the running gag through all 11 seasons is that every time walk, Norm walked into the bar, he was greeted by everyone calling out his name and saying, Norm! The theme song for that show kind of summarized the ethos of what you were in store for for the next 30 minutes. What some, sometimes you want to go where everyone knows your name and they're always glad you came. You want to go where people know and your troubles are all the same. You want to go where everyone knows your name. Well, that still holds up today, doesn't it? I mean, don't you want to go to a place where you are known? Don't you want to go to a place where you feel like you belong, you have a place? Don't you want to go to a place where you're cared for and valued, a place where you are called by name? You know, brothers and sisters in Christ, we are social creatures. God has wired us to be together, wired us for community. And so we need places to gather. Let's think of some of the places that, 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 that people gather. Kids kind of picked up on this. You, you gather at McDonald's, right? People still gather in bars. Maybe it's the ball field, a concert venue. In a few weeks, some people are going to be gathering at the Indiana Motor Speedway, and, and just this weekend, of course, college graduates gathered on campus for commencement ceremonies. We gather with others in specific places. In each of the specific places that we gather, we gather for a specific purpose. What is true now was true in the days of the Bible. One of the amazing things that we read about in the scriptures is that God calls and he gathers people in a specific place for a specific purpose. Right after the Israelites were delivered from the land of Egypt, God commanded Moses to, to create or construct a tabernacle, which is literally a tent. A tent where God would dwell with his people a place for God's people to meet with God. From Exodus, or from, uh, yeah, from Exodus we read, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst, exactly as I show you concerning the pattern of the tabernacle. For what purpose? Well, to be known by God and to know God. To be in a restored relationship with their creator and redeemer. Yahweh declared, I will dwell among the people of Israel, and I will be their God. 
In this place of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, God would hear the prayers of his people. Sacrifices would be made for the forgiveness of sin. And the people of God would be called by his name. This is where the priests would pronounce the Aaronic benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. And so have the name of God placed upon them. The temple then, or sorry, the tabernacle was replaced with a more permanent structure after the Israelites came into the land of promise. You have Solomon, who was King David's son, build the first temple. It was a place with a purpose. God would dwell with his people. When King Solomon gathered all of God's people in the temple for its dedication, he prayed, But will God indeed dwell on earth? Behold, Heaven and, in the high, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built. Yet have regard to the prayer of your servant and to his plea, O Lord my God. Listen to the cry and to the prayer that your servant prays before you this day, that your eyes may be open day, night and day toward this house, the place of which you have said, My name shall be there that you may listen to the prayer that your servant offers towards this place and listen to the plea of your servant and to your people Israel, that when they pray toward this place and listen in heaven your dwelling place and when you hear, forgive. Forgive sin from this place. Now God certainly dwells in heaven. In fact, he is in all places, in all times. But in the temple and in the tabernacle, these were places with purpose where God chose to dwell locally with his people. Now we need to keep this in mind when we read John's Gospel. When we come to the first chapter of John's Gospel in verse 14, we read these words. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now the word that we have translated as dwelt is the same word that means tabernacled. Dwelled. Camped out with. Tented with. John begins his gospel with this revelation that in the person of Jesus, God dwells now with his creation in his creation. But there's more. We read a little bit more in John's Gospel that when Jesus comes to cleanse the temple, he makes this statement. Do you remember what he said? Do not make whose house? My father's house a house of trade. And when Jesus was asked by the religious leaders in the temple for a sign by what authority he was doing all these things, Jesus said, well, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it again or raise it up in three days. And Jesus was not referring to the temple made of stone, but the temple of his body, the place where God now dwells with his people. It's in the stone temple that we find Jesus throughout John's gospel. As he has gathered with the people for the purpose of, of teaching and preaching, proclaiming the kingdom to them, the people of God are hearing the very word of God from the flesh of God, 
And it's in the temple building that Jesus makes these statements, these I am statements. I am the light of the world. And then to the shock of everyone, he says, before Abraham was, I am. Do you recall the response that the religious leaders had when they heard Jesus say this? They sought to kill him because he was claiming to be God. Jesus was claiming the divine name, Yahweh, I am. Look, this context is key for understanding Jesus' words when we come to John chapter 14. There we hear Jesus saying, in my Father's house, there are many rooms. Well, we should be asking ourselves, where exactly is the Father's house? Doesn't the scriptures point to the Father's house as the temple of God? Well, absolutely. Well, then what about the next part of that verse where Jesus said, If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. You and I have heard these words of Jesus to mean something like this. Well, in my Father's house, meaning heaven, there are many rooms, and I'm going up to heaven to prepare a, a room or a house or a mansion for, for you so that when I come again on the last day, I will take you to be with me in heaven. Now, there's an element of truth to this. God will dwell with us and we with him because of the work of Jesus on our behalf. But here is the good news or even the better news. We don't have to wait until Jesus comes down from heaven so that he can take us up to heaven to be with him. In fact, the scriptures point to, if, the, if the scriptures point to Jesus' body as the place where God dwells with man, from John 1.14. And if Jesus refers to the temple as the Father's house, and if Jesus himself refers to his body as the temple that will be raised up on the third day, then the scriptures are pointing us to something much more present and much more profound than just a future life in heaven with Jesus. There are many rooms in the Father's house, Jesus said. Which means there is a place for all in Christ Jesus. He goes to prepare a place for you. Well, what does that mean? It means that he is going to the cross to prepare a place for you, that you may be with him and he with you. This is the way that the disciples would not immediately follow, but they will in their own way and in their own time. They don't all suffer and die on the cross with Jesus, but they all lay down their life one after the other, as we read with St. Stephen today. But I'll tell you what this does mean. It means that Jesus is prom promising his presence with his disciples here and now, not just when he comes again in glory. 
You see, the temple of Jesus' body is the place where the ultimate sacrifice is made for the forgiveness of your sin and for the sin of the whole world. It is in his body that he died for the sin of the whole world. Jesus is preparing a place for you now and already by way of the cross. It is in the temple of his body that he now hears your prayer and that he answers you. It is from the temple of his body that he feeds you now with his very body and blood shed from the cross. And all of this means, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, that of all the places where you gather, there is none that is more important than right here and right now. God has graciously given this place so that God would dwell here with you now. Well, isn't it true that God is with me everywhere in all places and all times? Well, yes, but this place is set apart for the purpose of hearing and believing God's work for you. This place is set apart for the purpose of proclaiming that in Christ, your sins are forgiven. This place is set apart for the purpose of hearing that your names are now in Christ as you have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. You are His. and He has marked you with His cross and given you the name Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your baptism. Here you come to know that in Christ you have been made a temple by the Holy Spirit. And that God is promising to dwell with his people where two or three are gathered in his name. This place is set apart for the proclaiming that there is room for sinners, for all sinners, for whom Jesus has come. Where you find the forgiveness of your own sin. So I ask you, brothers and sisters in Christ, (laughs) have you given priority to other places for other purposes. I'll confess I have. But come. Find forgiveness where Christ promises to be present. Come to the place, not just where everyone knows your name, but the place where God knows you and where he calls you by name. Come to the place where no one is perfect, no one was without sin or guilt. Come to the place where we find true and honest fellowship as sons and daughters of Christ who has forgiven us. Come to a place that's set apart for the purpose of God meeting with us in a meal. No, not in beer and pretzels from a Boston bar, but in bread as the body and wine as the blood of the living and present Christ who comes and makes his dwelling among us now. So take heart that Christ is already present with us here and now. And that because of that, we already have a taste of heaven here on earth. For Christ is dwelling with his people. He is known by name, and we are called by his name. And look, there is still more to come. We read in Revelation 21, where St. John looks up and he sees this wonderful vision. He says, Then I saw a new new heaven and a new earth, 
for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place, the tabernacling place, the tenting place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. See, that's not just a little bit of heaven on earth. That is the fullness of heaven on earth. And that's what we're looking forward to. The day when Jesus comes again in glory and calls us by name to rise up out of the dust of the ground that we might live with him and our brothers and sisters in Christ from every tongue and tribe and nation. And we will be with him in his presence on earth that the Lord has created for us to dwell on. That's what we look forward to then. Even as now, we have the sure and certain promise that Christ himself dwells with us here and now by his word and his sacraments. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in the present and becoming Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.